How you guys doing tonight? I'm going to ask that one more time. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Man, I'm excited to be here. I can uh, feel it in the room. There's something good going on here tonight. You guys agree? Man, can we just thank the worship team real quick? I love, uh, man, love worshiping with them. And you guys are awesome, John Joyner, you all. Uh, we are entering into this series tonight called Level Up with the amazing Mario soundtrack and uh, the graphics and all that. And we're talking about leveling up your self-leadership. Before you can ever lead anyone, you have to be able to lead yourself. And I believe that to be true, and we believe that to be true. And so each one of you desires to have influence in people's life, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is. And so um, we believe it's important to teach on that. There are things that you can do to level up your influence and uh, your leadership, no matter where you are in life. And so we're excited. If you were here last week at our Halloween bash, you may have um, seen, some, seen some scary things, or you may have seen myself in what I would call one of the most clever costumes of all time. I think, there it is, there it is, that's me. Um, I was a cockroach, and it was a beautiful costume, and I wore it quite well, I must say. Um, so you may have seen me, and you may have thought to yourself, man, Austin loves Halloween. It looks like that to me. I don't know if I'm worshiping, or I don't know what I'm doing. You probably said Austin loves Halloween. He loves scary things. He loves this time of year, but the truth is you could not be um, further from wrong. I actually, I hate scary things. Can anyone agree with me on that? Can I just see a guy? I need a guy hand to say, Austin, you're not alone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm not a fan of scary things, not a fan of Halloween because it scares me, and some of you scared me last week. Um, The girl with the zipper on her face scared me. There she is. It was awesome. Scared me, though. And... um, Recently, I was asked, or I was recommended to watch The Conjuring, and yeah, see, I heard a gasp. Immediately, I heard it, and um, you would literally have to pay me somewhere between $50 and $100 to sit through that movie. I will not do it. I just, I just won't do it. I hate those kind of things, but um, this year, though, I had the opportunity, actually, uh, two of who I thought were my friends um, invited me to a corn maze. Uh, this year, and so I said, well, I love corn, and I love mazes, so why not? I'll go. I love pumpkins. I love fall festivities. I love these kinds of activities during this year, and so I said, sure, I'll go. I'd love to go. Well, upon arrival of this corn maze, I discovered it was a haunted corn maze, yeah, and I didn't even know they had those, but they do apparently. And I was not happy uh, when I found out, especially I found out I had to pay for this. That was the worst thing. Um, but they were kind of like, Austin, don't be a girl. You need to just do this. There are children waiting in line for this thing. You need to do it. And so I said, okay, I will do it. And so we walked up the mountain to where the corn stalks were, the corn maze. We stood in line for a long time. Uh, off to the side, they had uh, movie clips of some of the scariest movies of all time, like Saw playing. And immediately I knew this was the worst decision of my life to sit and go through this. But we waited in line. I walked up to the girl that was standing uh, at the front of the corn maze. And and she said, hey, you three guys, I'm going to put you with these four girls. You all have a group of seven. You all go together. And I thought, that's great. They'll need some comfort. They'll need some, you know, companionship during this. And little did I know, there's no point in telling you that. But at one point during the corn maze, I, this girl had her arm inside my arm, and we were locked fingers 
going through this corn maze, and I had to apologize to my girlfriend afterwards, but <laughs> at the moment, I just needed that really bad, and so, um, so we did this. We went through the corn maze together, uh, us and the girls, and it was awesome, and then, uh, and then it wasn't. I got a little halfway through it, and this uh, fine young man jumps out of the corn at me with one of the scariest things on his face I've ever seen, and uh, I, I reacted in a way, and then another young gentleman jumped out at me with a chainsaw and began to crank it and run after me while I was running down the trail, and then a, uh, a precious little girl actually crawled out of the corn and pretended like she was biting my ankles. And uh, I was not a fan, literally felt like I was walking through the gates of Hades during this thing, but I got through it, got through the first uh, part, and I said, for the love of everything that is good, I am going home. And they said, no, Austin, this is the first of three levels of this corn maze. You have been through the easiest one, so let's move on to the second level. And I said, guys, I think it's best for me just to go home or maybe go sit, make a phone call or something. I don't want to do this. And they said, Austin, the four girls are doing it. You, you need to come do this. And so I went up to level two, saw the lady. And then she said this. Please listen closely. If you ever get asked to go to a haunted corn maze, do not go because this will happen to you maybe. Um, she said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to put this brown paper bag over your head for the second portion of the haunted corn maze. And I said, no, ma'am. You cannot make me do this. This is against my constitutional rights. I will not put this bag over my head, and you can't make me. And she said, you're right, Austin. We can't. She didn't know my name, actually. But she said, we can't make you do this. But, I mean, you can leave if you want. And I said, okay, I may just do that. And, and then once again, my buddies chimed in. They said, Austin, quit being a girl. You need to just walk through this. You're embarrassing us. And so I said, okay. I will do this. And I told the lady, if anything happens to me, I will sue you and your family and your small children for everything that you're worth. And uh, I will not even think twice about it, actually. And so uh, I went through the second maze and then went through the third maze, which I'm not even going to spend time on because it was ridiculous. And I lost a little bit of my man card that night, and I'm okay with that. But I made it out alive, and I'm here to spend this evening with you, and I'm proud of myself. But I had to, uh, during this night, I actually, I had to make some choices during this experience. Some of the choices, I, I had to say yes to some emotions. I had to say no to some emotions. Some of the things I had to say yes to were, um, if you ever like had something, a thought that you, you felt like the more you told yourself that, the more you would believe it. It was like, you just kept telling yourself, Austin, you got to believe this. Well, what I did was, I was like, Austin, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. They, they can't touch you, that's against the law, they can't touch you, you're going to be all right, this is not real, this is not real, um, you're going to be okay, just like the 4,000 children who have already been through this, you're going to make it out just all right. I had to tell myself these things, I had to say yes to these type of emotions to get me through the night. There were a couple of things I had to say no to, one was screaming. Um, I won't even try it now, but I screamed a little bit. One was cursing, and one was a little bit of a mixture of the both. And I failed at one of those, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Um, but those were some emotions I had to say no to because that's just who I am, and I didn't, I didn't want to do those things. And just like we have lots of emotions and I had choices to make that night, you know you have choices to make in your life. And the cool thing about life and the cool thing about God is that he gives you the freedom to say yes to some things and say no to others. You know that? And isn't that cool that you have the freedom to do that? It's true, you do. Tonight, I want to talk to you um, 
about a self-leadership principle. Talking about self-leadership, I want to tell you a self-leadership principle that I believe has the possibility and has the power and the potential to change your life forever. It does. And I believe that your life will only be as good as your ability to learn this principle and to apply it. And you will go through life and you will do life, but it will only hinge on your ability to learn this principle. I believe it's that important. So tonight I'm going to teach that to you and reveal that to you. And it comes straight from the Word of God. And so um, we're going to open up there in a little bit. But you ready to learn the principle? I think we can say it together. The principle is this. It says, I will say yes to the good and no to the bad. I will say yes to the good and no to the bad. Can we say that together just real quick? One, two, three. I will say yes to the good and no to the bad. Do it one more time. I will say yes to the good and no to the bad. And I know some of you are thinking, oh, cool, Austin, that's great. I've heard that a thousand times. But I believe it's true, and it's a principle that you can apply to your life. If you would, open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 25. We're going to look at one single verse tonight, right now. And so if you don't have your Bible with you, I'd encourage you to write this down, um, and you can go back to it and look at it later. Proverbs is a really cool book. Proverbs is a, um, is a conglomeration of a bunch of wisdom that a father is telling to his son. This is a father begging with his son, son, please listen to what I'm telling you. Please adhere to the advice, the advice that I'm telling you. I want you to prosper. I want you to live life in an abundant way. And I believe that these principles will help you do that. And so this is what the book of Proverbs is. And this is what your heavenly father is asking you to listen to tonight. And so I want to read to you Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. One little verse. If you're there, say amen. amen. All right. Verse 28 says, Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. And I like to replace self-control with self-leadership. They're the same thing. Self-control, self-leadership. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control or self-leadership. Now, in ancient times, back in the day, Bible days, uh, we had ancient cities. And what they would do is they would build walls around the city. Some of you have heard of the uh, Battle of Jericho where the walls came crashing down. Well, every city had these walls built around it. They had walls and gates built around these cities. I think we have a picture um, of, of maybe an example of what one of these would look like. They had these walls and a gate. And each city was responsible for how they managed the wall and the gate. Each city was responsible for what came into their town and what did not come into it. If they let a bad thing through the gate into the city, it would destroy their city. But you know what? If, they'd let, if they didn't let good things into it, they would have no food, no resources. They had to control, they had to manage what they let in and what they kept out. They had to manage the wall and the gate. And the Bible is telling us in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, it compares this to your self-leadership. Your life, your legacy, your influence, your leadership depends on how you manage your wall and your gate. What you say yes to and what you say no to will determine your life. And so we want to look into this tonight, and um, I believe there's some good things 
with our teaching tonight. So I hope that you came to listen. You guys look awesome. I'm excited about uh, being here. If you're excited to be here, turn to your neighbor and say, uh, you look fantastic tonight. Yeah. Turn, turn to your other neighbor real quick. Turn to the one you just ignored for some reason and say, you look fantastic as well. Sorry for ignoring you. Yeah. Okay, I believe that's more than fantastic. You see, your life and your legacy, your influence and your leadership all depend on how you manage your wall and your gates. And, and you know, you guys know Eve, Adam and Eve, first people on the earth. You know, Eve said yes to something that she should have said no to. And ever since then, we've been following her footsteps. We say yes to things that we should say no to. And you know, it's, it's kind of our natural tendency to do this. I don't know why it's, it's like this. Um, I do know why, actually. It's a sinful nature. But um, we just naturally want to say yes to things that are not good for us. For example, if I had up here a huge basket of vegetables. These are not cooked vegetables. These are raw vegetables I had just pulled out of my farm or the corn maze that I went through. Um, I had that here. And over here, I had a basket full of just deliciousness chocolate, candy, just, oh man, I don't know, whatever you like. I love chocolate. What would you choose? Vegetables. Come on. If you said vegetables, listen, listen. Well, I'm going, I don't know about you, maybe, uh, maybe you're a better person. Maybe you're a better person than me. Maybe you're more spiritual than me. I guess you are. Um, I'm going for chocolate all day or a day. You heard what I'm saying? So, I don't like vegetables. See, we say yes. We often say yes to the things that are not good for us. We say yes to junk food, and we say no to health, don't we? Why do we do this? We say yes. We say yes to sin prompts, but we say no to God prompts, don't we? We say yes to immaturity. We say no to maturity. We say yes to how other people define us, but we say no to how God defines us. We do this, don't we? See, the, the tension and the manage of what you say yes to and what you say no to is huge, and it's in your life every single day, and we have to learn how to say no. Do you know um, how many times the word yes is in the Bible? If you knew this, I'd be really impressed, so it was a rhetorical question. The word yes is in the Bible 94 times. 94 times. That's a lot, right? No, it's not. Do you know how many times the word no is used in the Bible? I don't. I had to look it up. 1,716 is how many times the word no is used in the Bible. You have to learn. Listen to me. You have to learn how to say no in your life. You have to learn. And I want to show you another verse. If you look in Proverbs chapter 1, very beginning of Proverbs This is a father writing to a son. If you don't have your Bible, just listen really closely. Verse 10. Father writing to his son, he says, My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our house with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will share the loot. My son, listen. Do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their path. 
for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. What he's saying to his son is, son, say no. Say no. You have to say no to these things. And it's important that you say no. It's important that you say no. No, you cannot do that to me. No, you cannot treat me this way. No, you cannot say that to me. You get the wall. You get the wall, not the gate. You get the wall. No, I will not do this with you. I will not go there with you. I will not talk about that with you. No, you get the wall. Do you realize that no is exhausting? Say, we say it all the time. No, always saying no. Bible says no. It's exhausting, isn't it? But you know what's more exhausting than saying no? What's more exhausting is saying yes to the bad things. Because as soon as you say yes to the bad things and you give it the gate, you let it in, it comes into your city, comes into your life, and it begins to destroy you. Saying yes to the bad things is more exhausting than saying no. And I love this principle. I will say yes to the good and no to the bad. I love it because it instills into my mind that I have a choice. You have a choice. You do. You can say yes and you can say no. You have decisions in life. God's given you that freedom. Things don't just happen to you. You happen to them. You don't get to choose every thought, right? You don't choose your thoughts. Sometimes they just come into your head. You don't get to choose every thought, emotion, situation, circumstance. Sometimes you don't get to choose the things that happen to you. But you know what you do get to choose? What you do with it. You get to choose what you do with it. And if you can't learn when to say yes and when to say no, you will always be led by someone or something else. If you can't learn to say yes and when to say no, You'll always be led by someone or something else. And then you know what you lack? You lack self-leadership. You will never be able to lead yourself if you can't say yes and you can't say no. This is of huge importance that you understand this. And I don't have to convince you, right, that there are um, some things that are good for you and some things are bad for you. We know that, right? There are some things in life that are, are not good. There are some things in life that are not bad. If I had two cups up here, one was an ice-cold Coca-Cola, one was a cup of urine, um, I think you could choose which one you wanted to drink, right? Sometimes, it's obvious in life sometimes what things are good and what things are bad. I, I heard on the radio the other day, I was listening to a pretty popular um, a morning talk show host, and this lady called in. And she said, um, yeah, I'm just having a tough time making a decision in my life. She said, I've been married for 15 years, um, but I don't know, just uh, lost the spark a little bit. And so I have, uh, you know, this guy that I work with and just, you know, I can feel some attraction there. And so I'm thinking about maybe just sleeping with him one time, getting out of my system, and then I'll have another good 15 years with my husband. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. What do you think of this? And I want to go, What? What? Are you serious? I want to say, say no. Say no. It's that easy. You have a choice to say yes to some things and to say no to some things. Please say no. That's what I want to say. It's obvious what things are good and what things are bad in life sometimes. And you have to learn to say no. If you can't say yes or no, you will always be a victim of your surroundings. Always be a victim of your surroundings. But the truth is you're not a victim. You're a volunteer. You'll always be a volunteer. I, I love this example because um, it happens all the time. And you probably know, you've, you, I'm sure you guys run into this a lot. You ever heard the girl, the girl that says this, um, gosh, I just, I hate my, my boyfriend. He's such a jerk to me. He's, he's not nice to me. He doesn't treat me like I should, like a woman. And, you know, I just, he doesn't ever buy me flowers. You guys ever heard this stuff? 
Do you ever want to stop and go, hey, 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 you have the choice, right? Say no. You signed up for that. Say no. It sounds funny because it seems easy, but it's not. Say no. What about, um, I love this. I had a conversation with a kid the other day, and I said, hey, man, how you doing? What's going on? And he said, man, my job, my job sucks. I said, okay, well, where you work? He said, Zaxby's. I said, I, I think I would like that, but okay. And he said, man, they don't pay me enough. They don't, you know, just start grambling on about what, you know, man, my job sucks. There's this and this and this. That make me come in early in the morning, make me work all day, all this stuff. I'm going to go, hey, hey, say no. You signed up for it, right? You signed the dotted line to say yes. Sign it again. Say no. Get another job. You have a choice, right? You have a choice. You don't have to be in this. I don't understand these situations that people get themselves into and all of a sudden they're a victim. And I want to go, no, you're not a victim. You're a volunteer. You volunteered for this. Get out of it if you want. And I think we do that in our lives more than you think we do. Don't be a volunteer for something that you can say no to. And I think there are people in this room right now who are saying yes to things that they need to be saying no to. Saying yes to things you need to say no to, and that needs to change tonight. And I want to give you two areas of life that I think this is uh, very um, evident in. And the first one is relationships. Oh, everybody give me a sigh. Oh, oh no. This is not a dating series, Austin. What are you doing? First is relationships. Listen, there are people in this room that are saying yes to a relationship that you need to say no to tonight. You need to. And I don't even have to talk about like boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. I can talk about any relationship. There are some people here that you're saying yes. You, you can't say no to bad people. <laughs> bad people that have bad influences on you. You can't do it. You're surrounding yourselves. You're saying yes to people who are bad influences on you. And you can't say no to it. How about the girl that says, well, you know, I'm just attracted to bad boys. I don't know. No, you ain't. No, you're not. No, you're not. You just don't know how to manage your wall and your gate. That's the problem. You let the things in that are good. You keep the things out that are bad. Because when you let the things in that are bad, they destroy you. It happens. Relationships. Can I... Um, you know, we talk a lot here about, about you know, fr Christian friends, non-Christian friends. You know, how do you manage that? And, and we want to be friends with both and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. Um, God has called you to unconditionally love everyone. Is that right? That's right. Unconditionally love everyone. No matter what your background is, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. Man, I'm going to love you with, with the same love that Jesus loves me. We love everyone. What he has not called you to is an unconditional relationship. Relationships are conditional. They are. Let me ask you this. Does God love you with an unconditional love? The answer is yes. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, he loves you and he will love you. But his relationship with you is conditional. His word says, when you seek me, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. His word says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. His relationship is conditional. And your relationship with other people needs to be conditional. You can love everyone, but there are certain people that some of you are saying yes to tonight, and you need to say no to, because you're letting them in, and they're destroying you. 
I, uh, can I talk a l- little bit just real quick about boyfriend-girlfriends? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, some of you are scared already. Is this connecting with anybody? Boyfriend-girlfriend, let me tell you. I'll just give you two statements here. If you're in a relationship that you can't say no to things that are going on in that relationship, then you need to say no to the relationship. If you can't say no to things going on in the relationship, you need to say no to the relationship. It's better to be single than it is to be in a sick relationship. You need to say no. Let me say uh, one more thing. Relationships, saying, saying no, listen, listen, this is important. Saying no in a relationship is about respect. It's about respect. And ladies, listen to me. If you can't say no, then he won't respect you because you don't respect yourself. You have to learn to say no. And if you can't say no in the relationship, you need to say no to the relationship. You don't want to be in a sick relationship. I, um, relationships are big for this. I think another big thing is uh, emotions. All of us fight emotions. I fight emotions in corn mazes. I fight emotions in churches. I fight all, all types of emotions. So it's not just saying yes and no to things in life. It's saying yes and no to thoughts, to uh, emotions that come up in my life. And, oh, man, how we let people say things to us. And then it gets inside of us and it just starts stirring a little bit. And then we start believing it to be true, don't we? It's because someone said it. Oh, man, it's dangerous. I, uh, man, so, Austin, you're, you're ugly and stupid. You know what? You know what? No. You get the wall, bro. I ain't letting that in. Listen, this is, this is important. I know it's funny. Listen, some of, you, some of you fight this at school. You're worthless. You ain't nothing. You won't ever amount to anything. You know what? No. You get the wall. I'm not letting that in. You get the wall. Some of you... Um, give you two examples. Some of you are like, what in the world is this thing doing up here? Some of you, when emotions come in, you get criticized for things. Um, maybe you just gossip starts going on about you or someone says something about you. And all of a sudden, you get all frazzled, you know, like, oh, man, what is this? And you know what happens? You're like a hay bale. And uh, you're like a hay bale. Now, if I lit this, what would happen? Yeah, bad, right? Say no to the bad, bro. No to the bad. Hey, some of you are like hay bales. You know what happens is I light this, and then pretty soon I just start getting covered in flames and fire. I'm getting engulfed with this. Someone says, man, you're worthless. You ain't nothing. You know what? Sooner or later, this starts stirring in me, and I begin to believe this is true. I begin to think, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I am worthless. Some of you are like, hey, Bills, you know what some of you need to be? This is what a self-leader is like, someone who can lead their life well, and this is what we strive to be like, and it's hard, but this is a lightning rod. You know what lightning rods are? Lightning rods go on top of buildings. Everyone's like, that's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Lightning rods go on top of buildings, so that way lightning always hits the tallest object, right? They say, 
you know, don't just stand in an empty field with nothing around you because you're going to get struck because you're the tallest thing. Lightning round goes on top of buildings, and what happens is when, when things come, to, when heat comes, when lightning comes and it strikes the rod, it grounds it so that nothing else is affected by it. And some of you need to start thinking about being a lightning rod and not a hay bale. You need to think about when, when criticism comes, when things come into my life, it starts messing with me a little bit. You know what? Immediately, I ground it. I ground it. Say, nah, I'm not letting that in. I'm giving it the wall, and I'm going to ground it in who God says I am and who I am in him and not who you say I am. The lightning rods. Some of us need to do this. I, um, I love the proverb. I, I, I love that Solomon says, son, I need you to know this. We're wrapping up. I'll be done here in a little bit. Listen. I need you to know this. This is huge for your life. You've got to get this. You've got to get this. And it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite movies um, is, is John Q. I love the movie. It's um, kind of an older one, but it's a son. If you don't know the story, it's a, it's a son who, who falls out and he has a heart condition and he needs a new heart. And his dad says, um, you know what? I can't wait. He says, we don't have money to pay for this. They're putting us on the bottom of the list. No one can give my son a heart. He's going to die in a hospital bed because no one can help him. He says, I've had it. I don't have the money for this. I'm just going to do it myself. I'm gonna... He decides that he's going to take his own life so his son can have his heart. That's what the movie John Q is all about. And I want to show you the scene. And, and um, the dad, John's going to say some things about money that we wouldn't necessarily agree with necessarily. But um, I want you to hear the heart behind it. I want you to hear him say, son, say no. Say no to the bad things in life and say yes to the good. So check it out real quick. Can I have a word with him? You got a guardian angel. Mike, Mike, just try to stay awake just, just for a minute, okay? I just need to tell you a few things. Okay, Judge. You always listen to your mother. say you're going to do something. 
When you say you're going to do something, you do it. Because your word is your bond, son. That's all you have. And money, hey, you, you make money if you get a chance, even if you're going to sell out every once in a while. You make as much money as you can. Don't be stupid like your father. Everything is so much easier with money, son. Don't smoke. Somebody chooses you. You know, we talked about this. You stand up, you be a man. And you stay away from the bad things, son. Please. Don't get caught up in the bad things. There's so many great things out there for you. Said you stay away from the bad things. There are things in life that are better for you. Every day you have emotions and um, things that come into your life, and your ability to manage what you let in, what you let control your thoughts, your ability to manage that will determine your self leadership and your level of influence. And I believe tonight there are some people here who are saying yes to things you need to start saying no to. And you know it's a simple decision. Maybe something real small. You just go, you know what? I got to start saying no to that. Because the more I let it in, the more it's going to destroy me. So I'm going to ask you um, just to close your eyes, bow your heads. And um, if this is speaking to you tonight, if you just... You know, there are things going on in your life that you've been allowing inside. Um, I want to invite you just to, just to open your hands up like this. And we're going to pray together. And I just want, you to, um, just want you to begin to release those things to the Lord. Say, Father, I've been, I've been saying yes to things that I need to say no to. I need to let go of these things. Because they're destroying me. If they're not destroying me now, I know they'll destroy me in the future. Just go ahead and do that right now where you're at. We're just going to pray together. Lord, you've searched our hearts and you know us. You know everything about us. Lord, you know the things that even in um, our own private lives that we're saying yes to. And Father, you desire for each one of these students to have a life that is grounded in you and a life that is rooted in your joy and your love and your approval and your affection. And so for some of us tonight, that means saying no to some other things that we're getting that from. So Father, I ask that you would um, you begin to speak into hearts tonight, right now. And that this moment and this place would not be the end of this decision. 
but Lord, that you would spark conversations and you would spark thoughts in our mind tonight and tomorrow. Lord, that we would begin to understand the importance of leading our lives and managing what we let in. Oh, Father, how important it is. God, you desire so much for us, so much for our lives, if we would just say yes to it. Say yes to the right thing. Say yes to you. Lord, if there's people in this room, maybe that's it. Maybe they're saying no to you, and they need to say yes to you. Oh, God, would you break their hearts? And Lord, would you move tonight? Thank you for the invitation to say yes. Thank you for the invitation to life. If you come, we may have life and have it to the fullest. Lord, that's what you want for us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.